Welcome to Getting Heated, the place to debate and discuss all things surf-related. Who's ready for the next event? The championship tour rolls into Margaret River. A big change from Sydney's beaches, but is there a love-hate relationship between Western Australia and the surfers who compete there? And is the exposed reef break the box, the most intimidating wave on tour? Plus, it's a whole new game out west who will surf their way out of the lower ranks at the Boost Mobile Margaret River Pro. Finally, with a big swell heading towards Margaret River, who are the best power surfers on tour right now? Now for the glue that holds this together. Here's Coco Ho. and welcome to Getting Heated. The Boost Mobile Margaret River Pro is here and these two are so ready for it. Mick Fanning and Ross Williams. Coco, birthday girl, how we feeling? Thanks, feeling good. Looking fresh. Pulling it off, I'm pulling it off. I thought I was excited for the next event until I saw the video of Italo in Sydney. Is anyone else on this level? Oh boy. Obviously, no one's gonna match Italo's energy, but um, hey, Italo, I have a message for you. I want my wardrobe back from 1996, pal. How'd you get him those jeans? <laughs> I guess we didn't have those in the 90s. Coco, I wanna see some highlights of your birthday of you doing this on the dance floor in Cancun. Yep, this looks exactly like it last night. <laughs> I'm not sure all the surfers on tour are as excited as Italo, but let's get into it for Heat One. Margaret River is a whole different vibe from the beaches of Sydney. Some surfers might be ready for the change, but maybe not everyone. So the heat one question is, do the surfers love or hate competing in West Oz? Mick, give us the truth. Uh... I think most people are excited to go to WA. It's a beautiful place. There's amazing waves, wineries. There's, you know, just everything about it is pretty raw. When you get to surf the box, it's incredible, incredible wave. It's intense. It's, um, you know, have heart and mouth sort of stuff. For me personally, I actually hate name break though. I think it's the worst wave on tour. <laughs> I know some people like it, but I hate it. I, uh, I hate the long paddle out. And then once you get out there, you know, you get maybe one turn and then it's sort of like drifting through and then you've got to pick one of seven lips to hit for the closeout section and then hopefully you don't hit the rock. So yeah, for me, I hate main break and um, I vowed never to surf it again in my life. <laughs> Mick, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, I've said it many a time that I'm sorry again. I'm not so Oh, uh, well, you're not lying. But the, like the thing is, is that there's so many, there's so many good waves around there. It sort of uh, it sucks that the the one event there has to go to that one wave. It's true. Um, and I was going to say, Mick, you're not lying. There's definitely some kind of funky uh, challenges that come with main breaks specifically. But, I mean, you got to look at the whole picture. A couple things. Uh, as you mentioned, all the surf spots around um, main break, it potentially has the highlight reel of the whole year. So that in itself is super exciting for the, for the tour. Also, I love the raw power that, that WA brings. You know, it reminds me so much of the North Shore. I actually like the kind of the, the crazy wind. Um, I like that people have to bring step ups and longer surfboards. 
Um, I really love that people get anxiety about the forecast. It brings something super fresh to the, to the schedule that 90% of the venues don't have. You know, just that anxiety with raw power and, um, and all the energy. And plus it, it, it really puts an emphasis on rail surfing, which is really needed after, you know, a couple beach break events. Yeah, look, I'm into the, the rail surfing. I'm into all that. I just think the wave itself is just no good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I just yeah it, I don't know like if you could guarantee if it was at the box and North Point every time be the best event on tour the place in general I absolutely love it's a, such a beautiful place and the waves around it I'll go there every year to go and surf those waves but yeah main break can uh, yeah leave it for the old boys I got Coco I got one more thing that I love about um, main break. And, and Margaret River in general. I love that it makes the competitors think about more than just ripping. You have to think about the conditions. You have to really pick the right wave and, um, and then deal with all that power. Ironically, I would think that main break would suit your surfing mix because you're one of the best surfers ever um, at rail surfing. And it's, you know, 90% of the moves out there is just about big old carbs. So um, it, it's funny that you, you never really uh, got in, in sync with that wave. I did when I was younger, but yeah, when we started going back there as a world tour event, just, yeah, <laughs> nothing for me. I just felt like, I, I know what my problem was. I, I just tried to bottom turn too deep, but, um, you know, that's what you want in a wave, you know, like a, a, I'm all into rail surfing. I'm all into, you know, people drawing different lines, but yeah, I just feel like you come off the bottom so hard and then you go to the place where you're about to hit just isn't there anymore. And it's sort <laughs> of, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a mirage, mate. I don't miss the long, sketchy paddle outs in the dark and the confusing seven lips to hit, like Mick mentioned. But I do love the equipment and checking out the forecast and having that. It's a lot like Haliva to me, so I really don't mind. When we return, we're gonna debate the most intimidating wave on tour and who will surf their way out of the bottom of the leaderboard in West Oz. We have some ideas when we come back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. getting heated joined by Mick Fanning and Ross Williams guys if you were in West Oz right now with the rest of the tour what would you be looking forward to doing 
Oh, I'd be getting up early, going to find some good waves somewhere and then celebrating some tubes with some wine at one of the amazing wineries. 100%. I'm going to um, join you at the vineyard for a long lunch, maybe with Taj Burrow, one of our old mates over there, but definitely a morning session at the box. That looks, that forecast looks good. Damn. I, I wouldn't meet you out at the box, Ross, but <laughs> I'll meet you, Mick, at the vineyard. <laughs> Sounds good. Being terrified out of your mind is not what anyone is looking forward to, but for the world's best surfers, it can be part of the job. And that's our subject for heat too. It takes so much guts to drop into some of the gnarliest waves out there. This week could be the perfect example of that in Margaret River. So for the heat two question, is the box the most intimidating wave on tour? Ross, with pipe as your backyard, please start us off. Well, it's definitely a big call over, say, um, Tahiti or Pipe, but I'm going to say yes for the simple reason of just how shallow it is at the box. I mean, it, you literally can't surf it on low tide. It just the rocks stick out in the wave. Um, you can just go head over heels on a sketchy boil. If it's too south, it comes out of the channel and just traps you in. There's literally a big handful of surfers on tour that don't surf out there. They're just over it. And you don't really blame people because it's super intimidating. It's a really difficult technical drop. And not to mention if it's five feet and above, six to eight feet, it's uh, one of the scariest waves on the planet. It's a, one of the original slabs that was kind of first put on, on the map. I love that it's an option now on tour. It, it's really cool. You know, we saw Gabriel Medina almost not paddle out a few years ago before his heat. He was sort of protesting and then he sort of sucked it up and paddled out there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those options where, you know, you can surf a four foot glassy day at Chopu and, and Pipe and it's, it's butter, but a three foot wave at the box is still super scary. It is a scary wave. It's so fun though. Uh, I feel like, the reason why I don't feel like it's as intimidating at somewhere like Pipeline, I feel like Pipeline just has so many different moods. You know, there's the backwash, there's sort of, you know, there's a lot of movement going out in the water. Where the box, you sort of, you can pick the little ones with the little chips shot. So they're the ones you just want to come from behind it. But yeah, for me, Pipeline was always a scary one where the box was just so short and intense. You sort of into the channel before you get too hurt hopefully but i i love the the intenseness of the box just from getting that easy chip shot in from behind and, and coming up into it but yeah pipeline as much as i've surfed it and all the all the events that we've had there every time i paddle out it's just so intimidating to me yeah i mean between those three waves right mick like chopu pipe and the box we're splitting hairs because they're all super scary on especially on its day but here's the thing the box is a slab you know you don't go out there and do turns or errors you know whereas pipe and chopes on any you know on a small day it could actually be pretty fun and rippable but that's what i like about the box it's just a legitimate slab and it's all about taking a technical drop and getting pitted very very simple Exactly. The one thing about the box, I guess for goofy footers, you don't know what's going to happen and you're just locked in. When you're on your forehand, you can sort of move a little bit or sort of, you know, duck if there's a lip coming towards your head. It's so intense and so short and intense, but it's just so much fun. Uh, it's something that every time you go to West Oz, it's a way that you really look forward to paddling out there. 100%. Coco, you go out there? 
Um, those waves are all really scary, but pretty rewarding when you finally get one. <laughs> Let's talk success stories in heat three. It's been a rough start for some of the world's best surfers. Getting stuck at the bottom of the leaderboard is hard to climb out of, not like any three of us would know. So for heat three, from the lower ranks of the leaderboard, who's going to be the big movers in West Oz? Mick, who do you got? On the guys' side, I'm going to go with, just due to the fact of the waves that we're seeing, you know, obviously main break, a bit more open face, the box it's as well being intense. I'm going to go with Owen Wright and Michelle. I felt like these two guys have actually surfed incredible in the first two events, but they've just had unlucky waves. Owen sort of stepped his game up over the last year a little bit, adding airs and stuff like that. but. He's going to go back to his rail surfing. Michelle is just pure power, just raw and aggression. So yeah, I really want to see those two guys climb up the rankings. On the women's side, I'm surprised this girl is so far down the leaderboard, which is Brisa Hennessy. I feel like she's going to come out in these more open face waves and really put on a show. Yeah, okay, I like that. I'm going to go with, uh, for the women, Bronte McCauley. Kind of another, if you think about it, no-brainer pick, being that she's a local girl. Legendary father, Dave McCauley, giving her all the insight she needs to tackle a heat at main break. She ripped all winter long in Hawaii in a lot of ways, very similar to main break, Haleiwa, Sunset. She's got one of the best backhands on tour. You know, she's just really precise. She's very smart. She's got great wave choice. I mean, big call, but I wouldn't be surprised to see her make the semis or higher. I, I just think she's she's ready for a breakthrough. On the men's side, I'm gonna go with Seth Moniz. I think Seth, you know, he's not a huge guy in stature, but he's got a big, big heart. You know, he finished 12th on a ratings last year or in 2019, which is not bad, but I feel like he could be a top five guy. So in WA, where it feels like the North Shore, this is his chance to sort of really put a, a, a stamp on it. Another guy I want to give a shout out to because he's just a, like a legitimate dark horse and he's also a journeyman back on tour is Miguel Pupo. I freaking love the way Miguel surfs. He's so stylish, he's underrated, he's really powerful. You know, he's he's not sitting anywhere near uh, the ratings. His whole career, the best he's ever done, Mick, is 17th. He was on tour for seven years. To me, I could see him making a top five. He's such a great surfer. So I don't know how well he'll do at main break. I wouldn't consider it like a, a huge strength for him in, ter in terms of like a surf spot that suits him but I, I just I'm kind of pulling for him I really like the way Miggy surfs. Miggy is a legend one of the nicest guys on tour and yeah lucky number seven come on Seth I'm <laughs> cheering for you too brother and yeah look Bronte Bronte's incredible she's uh, I think she's really stepped up her game over the last year or so I'd love to see it you know be big and and her really giving it a go you know we've seen the highlights of her at places like Nalu and stuff like that I really can't wait to see her in the slabs. Mick, I don't know much about Rot Rot's Nest, but to me that wave sort of feels like Rockies, you know, like Rocky Point here in Hawaii, where it's a little, it's not quite as unruly as main break, but maybe slightly more rippable. So that could bring up a whole new like, you know, group of people that are going to have their way at that wave. From Yeah, from what I've been told, Rotness Island sort of like a rippable main break. So it, I might go surf that one. <laughs> but, um...
Yeah, look, I think once we get to the end of Margaret's, we're going to see a little bit of a change up in the ratings. I think we're going to have people like Owen, Michelle, Seth, Miguel, Bronte and Brisa. I think these people are going to charge up the ratings a fair bit. And I think we're going to have a new look sort of top 10 once we come out of the next two events. I feel like the first two events, you had to be on the best waves and where this one's probably going to be more, more surfing style and um, there's going to be more bigger sections to hit. So I'm excited to see what change up's gonna come at the end of these four events. Cross fingers. I fully back all six of your picks. And as per usual, I think the ratings will change pretty heavily after Margaret River. When we return, the bigger waves at Margaret River are a playground for power surfing. So who does it best? We're going deep into this when we get back. Welcome back to Getting Heated. Mick and Ross, do you know what we haven't talked about yet today? Um, the fact that you just turned a big 3-0. Whoa, Ross. Are you private about your age, Coco? <laughs> Definitely not private about my age. But that is not the final topic of today's show. With Margaret River starting, we need to talk about power surfing. When I say Margaret River, you think sizable waves, bigger boards, and maybe the box. All the reasons why the power surfers can dominate there. Let's go deep into the question of, who are the best power surfers on tour right now? Ross, are you gonna surprise us? I'm probably gonna state the obvious. Um, you know, I think of Julian Wilson, I think of John John Florence, I think of Michelle Perez. He's an avatar of the power surfers on tour. Wade Carmichael, you know, beautifully surfs on his rail, maybe better than anyone. You know, he's just got that beautiful wrap. For the women, Carissa, I mean, she's kind of second to none, especially when you think of main break and those big old juicy rights. Carissa's carve is iconic. Um, she's gonna be really, really tough to beat. But I don't know about you, Mick. I, I just, I think this is so appropriate. I love that we're, we're sort of pivoting from all the jumpy sort of surfing at the beach breaks which there was nothing wrong with that but i love that now we're looking at some heavy water now we're looking at heavy footed surfing it's a real advantage to be light you know in those small tricky beach breaks now it's an advantage to be heavy footed and just cutting through the water but i don't know what, what do you got for me what do you think when i think of power surfing i think of pure raw aggression you know guys like Sonny Garcia, Dan Kiloha, Johnny Boy Gomes, like people that just, it might not be the prettiest surfing, but they're moving mountains of water. And the one person that I always come back to is the Spartan, Michelle Perez. Like, it doesn't matter how thick a lip is, how, how heavy a section is, he will hit it with 100% every time. You have a look at when when there's a photo of one of his turns versus someone else and the thickness in his spray you can't see through it where you can see through other people's sprays so the spartan is, is my number one pick for this um the other person that i sort of think on the on the women's side who always you know the bigger it gets the more unruly it gets the better she gets is courtney conlog she she thrives in difficult big conditions you know and a place like main break because of the forecast that we're looking at it's going to be big she's so strong as well she's going to be able to throw her board around like no one else so those two people for me just 
pure strength and just, yeah, just straight raw power. And sort of, you know, when you see the, the UFC fighters or the boxers punching the boxing bag and, and uh, measures how much power they've got, I'd love to see that with Michelle. Yeah, I, you know, Michelle Perez, um, he's really cool because he's got theatrics too. You know, he's not a technical power surfer. As you mentioned, Mick, he's just raw. Um, and I would say Courtney's the same way and they know how to sell it too. I think, um, one of the, one of the guys that I think did this brilliantly and won a world title based on that is Aki. Aki's, you know, obviously, um, iconic and one of the most powerful surfers ever to live, but he also knew how to sell it. You know, sometimes Aki would get away with the biggest bog rail ever and everyone would go, Oh my God, he just did the best turn I've ever seen because he was raw and he just would go ahead and give it all he got. Um, whereas someone like, and, and this is why it's cool because there's, there's many different ways to be a power surfer. And that's why I think John, John and Julian are also really fun to watch because technically their board is on rail, maybe even longer than anyone else. And there, there's so much physical effort behind that as well. Um, so I love that you get this mix of people that are sort of selling it and there's the theatrics, um, and just raw, like I'm going to fist punch this wave in the face. Um, and then you got other surfers that are a little more technical and sneaky powerful. Yeah, there is a lot of sneaky power, guys. Um, one to mention, probably someone that don't, don't uh, come to mind for a lot of people when you talk about power surfing is Philippe. Philippe has a fair bit of power, even though he's, um, you know, a smaller frame to these other guys. You know, he, he really puts it on rail, especially places like J-Bay. He's, he's the, the speed that he's carrying in and how on edge he is, he's driving through that. And there's plenty of talk going into those turns. Um, but yeah, there's, there's nothing better than seeing guys with just brute strength just hit hit a lip and it just disintegrates around them. One person that I always loved going back to, uh, there was a heat back at Bells when, when Kelly came back and, and Sonny Garcia was world champion and Sonny was like, there is no way I'm getting shown up by Kelly at, you know, pumping six foot Bells. And he just did three of the biggest laybacks you've ever seen and moved there was the, the water was coming down for days. There was that much out, out, you know, he just put it out. It was just incredible. And that to me is just the raw essence of power surfing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sonny Garcia had probably the best layback snap. Um, there was, you know, on tour and see Mick, you sneak, you're sneaky. You actually do like main break. This is what that wave does. Brings out the power units. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll like other people surfing it. <laughs> that does it for today's episode. Make sure to watch all the action from the Boost Mobile Market River Pro. It's going to be wild out there. Choo. Enjoy.